0: If a guy's gone through a divorce, he's almost kind of like exiled. That's a that's a horrible thing. You know, he broke his word. Um, again, their circumstances different in every every divorce, or like their business fails. They kind of have that stain on their reputation. And what we're trying to do as well is is just create a vulnerable community. I, I know I've said that multiple times, but. I think masculinity, I think can, is, is going a uh, multiple different ways today. You see so much of it. You're, we're influenced by so much of this like masculinity, like testosterone heavy kind of guy that's just dominating and, and whatever it might be, whether it's like the, the physique or whether it is what they have in life, uh, in their business background, whatever that might be. So I think it's just trying to bridge the two.
1: Hey, gentlemen. Eli, Kyle. Nice to meet you guys. I'm Brian. And I'm Hey,
0: Manny. Brian. Hey, Manny. What's going on, What's guys? What's up, guys?
1: Hey, not too much. Welcome. Thanks for joining us here on the Business Line podcast. We're really excited to get to know you guys and see what you have to share and see what we can learn from you guys today.
0: Heck, yeah. I love Let's the, uh, are you serious, Clark? Uh, real quick. Sorry, I mean to interrupt you. That, are you serious, no, Clark? A uh, little chalkboard. You
1: like the quote? It's I got to change that. I keep it. forgetting to change it. I had these aspirations that I was going to change it every day, but I never, I didn't.
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I probably have watched that movie about three times already this holiday season. Oh, yeah. It's not only my favorite Christmas movie, it's Weep. my all-time favorite movie. So, nice I choice.
1: <laughs> I told you that's the second time that it's, it's been someone's
3: favorite movie. It's one of the biggest ones. Which one? Which one?
1: Remember when you came over, was it last Thanksgiving? You guys came over last year mm-hmm. and I put that on. It was oh, the first yeah. time I let my son watch it because he was uh, he was eleven, so I kind of held out. There's a couple questionable, innuendo <laughs> yeah, parts and stuff. Absolutely, and, uh, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's okay for it now. Okay, and, that's uh, awesome. But that was that one. So okay. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely my favorite too. For, mm-hmm. for right sure. Up. I went and saw that movie when I was nine years old by myself in a movie theater in 1989. <laughs> wow, <Ooh>. facts. Awesome. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I remember. I didn't know what I was getting into. You know, you see the trailers back then, and you know, it just looks like a funny Christmas movie. Totally. And at the at the time, my, so t- it, my it came dad out at that time. T- 19- came out in 1989. I was oh, 19- okay. Yeah, I used funny. to go to the movies all the time by myself. It's just kind of what I did. And yeah. I said, "Hey, I want to go see this," and they dropped me off, and you know,
3: yeah, those were the good days when you could go alone. Right? Yeah, Even yeah. as a kid, yeah. yeah.
1: I was got. I was a big kid, big little kid though. I okay. was like <laughs> nice. F- I was as tall as my wife is, and chunky and stuff so <laughs> no one was going to kidnap me <laughs> i'd That's cost awesome. too much to feed me <laughs> so That's tell us awesome. about tell us about uh introduce yourself guys uh, tell the audience who you guys are a little bit about what you're doing and we're going to explore we're going to find out a little bit about your history and what kind of got you to what you're doing these days and and see where the conversation yeah. takes us kyle you jump in first
2: man absolutely i can jump in yeah so eli and i we've been buddies for eight or nine years now or so maybe 10 i don't know it's been a while now And uh, we've always kind of chased this entrepreneurial business, um, you know, kind of path in our life together. So, we've always been starting businesses, part of different startups. Um, We've had a podcast as well for a while and we're restarting a new one. Um, But we've just kind of done this journey together with branding and it's been really cool. We we are always ratcheting on each other, having a good time, Um, but we've built several businesses together so far, and uh, it's been a really good journey, and through this journey, um, we've gone through some trials and tribulations and um, some crazy ups and downs, and so it's been uh, cool to have a co-founder and a good friend to do it all with. So we're here in Central Oregon, Bend, Oregon. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, Um, but uh, it's a good place to live and and visit if you guys haven't came out.
1: I've never been to Oregon yet, but we gotta get out there. We had a client, out that way for a while, but they sold their practice. Um, but anyway, Eli.
0: Yes, I mean my background's kind kind of similar to Kyle's. Mine took more of um, the entrepreneurial bug kind of hit me when we were a part of a social network together. It was called Soul ID. It was an action sports social network. That to me was kind of my roots and what I love. That's my passion is action sports, mountain biking, snowboarding, motorcycles, all that stuff. So Kyle and I got connected there, and that was kind of my gateway drug into entrepreneurship. And then from there, I jumped into the e-commerce world. I built a a couple brands in the outdoors space. And then Kyle and I saw an opportunity. We started another business together, sorry, that's been around now for eight years. It's uh, in the the media space, so product photo, product videos for e-commerce brands. And then Kyle and I jumped into another company together, and now we're involved in this men's coaching business that we just started. So there's a lot of just similarities, yin and yang, between Kyle and I. Uh, Like he mentioned, that podcast we had was just an amazing way to just meet thought leaders in the business world. So we've had just some massive highs and some massive lows Mm -hmm. together, and we've always kind of done things and just been a part of... You know, stuff like this together or, you know, other other aspects of business and life, just personal life intertwined as well. He's my best yeah, man so at my, my wedding on, coming up, too. So, oh, that's, there you go. Best you know buds. I mean? <laughs> that's kind of
1: like it's similar to Manny and I. It's been okay. Gosh, yeah. since twenty sixteen it's going on yeah. eight years it that we've is, yeah. that we've right been wasting each other's nice. time like this uh. <laughs> um, uh, no I, I noticed awesome. on on Apple podcasts you had like one hundred and sixty one episodes of that that one went yep. through like yeah. August. Did you mention you guys are rebuilding a podcast or doing something new now or what's going on there?
2: Yeah, we did the bizbros for a long time um and we had some really cool guests on there and it we just the whole goal for us for the bizbros was just to be sponges and absorb. Um, it wasn't really for like, I mean, a little bit of brand building, but when you have a podcast and like you throw on like 50 to a hundred episodes on it, most people just jump on cause it's established at that point. So we were able just to talk to really anybody we wanted to and just gain tons of business, personal development, um, and all kinds of just some pretty out there stuff too. People would bring up, but, uh, it was good. And then we kind of took a pause, kind of re re thought, what we were moving towards in life. Um, and now we're launching a new podcast called the peak podcast, which is, um, focused on our men's, um, coaching program that we have. We, we have a methodology called the five pillars of fulfillment, which focus on self-awareness, self-discipline, goal setting, purpose, and ownership. Um, and that's going to be really wrapped around diving into those different topics, having thought leaders, um, life coaches, really anyone that kind of falls into those, maybe a good story about when they learned good self-awareness and resilience and jump on and just kind of riff back and forth and talk about it.
3: Very cool. Yeah. So let's talk about this, you know, like a peak fulfillment men's coaching. So what kind of audience you're trying to hit, you know, with this?
0: Yeah. So the audience here uh, focuses on men that it's, it's focused around men as well. And this is typically when they've Mm -hmm. been involved in something and, or kind of looking for that next step in life, like where are they going to pursue? So we're, between like the ages of 30 to like 55 is kind of where most of them land. And the audience here can be really anybody from somebody starting to build a business or anybody looking to you know build a relationship. It's all about trying to create fulfillment in, in life. And that's why we call it peak fulfillment, is we help guys kind of rise to the top, rise to, to their peak fulfillment. And it can really be in any aspect of life, whether they've gone through some trauma and they're looking for some positivity, some light at the end of the tunnel. And that's really our goal. And that's our mission that we've set out to, to do, is to to give guys a, a voice in a community as well. That's something that is a little bit more rare in, you know, as being a being a man, is you're supposed to be masculine keep your keep all your feelings to yourself and this program uh should be building a community where guys can be a little more vulnerable and try to reach that fulfillment in their life and that's that's what so we've set out to do it's
3: not it's not just for any you know like businessmen or people who are already successful in their life and looking for the next steps it's for like everyone everyone who wants you know like okay to rise up in life you know, everyone, every man that, you know, going through hardships, right? This is about, you know, okay, so th- that's cool. Yeah.
1: So one of the things I, I've noticed, uh, I'd say in the last five to six, maybe a little few more years, maybe even going on eight or nine now is that the the role of a man in society, or even locally, sometimes even in their household is at least from a standpoint of, mainstream is to take a back seat yeah and uh what are some of your guys thoughts on that and because i mean i was i was brought up in a way to to yes be strong be uh you know have the illusion of danger but never have to use any of those uh, you know those strengths that a, that a man has in order to get what he wants because that just shows you've lost all power so so what what are you what do you guys what are you guys seeing or what's your philosophy on the way a man should navigate his life personally and professionally
2: I think <clears throat> I totally agree that you know men have started taking a back seat I think when it comes to being vulnerable and transparent with others, having a relationship, everybody wants someone that's just an open door that they can talk to. And I think previously it was, men can be a lot more strong headed, our way or the highway. And I think it's becoming a healthier you know, movement, walking towards more being transparent in life. I think the one thing though that men need to understand is they can't lose their voice, right? I think we're starting to see the shift of, um, like you're saying, men you know, their voice is becoming less and less heard. But I think there's ways where we can still have our voice heard, but also, you know, accept what other people are saying, hear what they're what they're all about and kind of step in the other people's shoes, um, you know, to say the least, and really just understand, have sympathy and empathy towards others. Um I think Eli, we've chatted about this before. Did you want to jump in about that?
0: Yeah. I mean I just kind of look at it as um You know, if somebody's gone through a divorce, if a guy's gone through a divorce, he's almost kind of like exiled. Is that's a, that's a horrible thing. You know, he broke his word. Um, again, there's circumstances different in every, every divorce. Again, that's just kind of one example or like their business fails. They kind of have that stain on their reputation. And, and I think what, what we're trying to do as well is, is Just create a vulnerable community. I I know I've said that multiple times, but I think the modern man, um, masculinity, I think can, is, is going a multiple different ways today. Um, you see so much of it. You're, we're influenced by so much of this like masculinity, like testosterone heavy kind of guy that's just dominating, um, in, 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 in whatever it might be, whether it's like the, the physique or whether it is, uh, you know, what they have in life, uh, in their business background, whatever that might be. So I think it's just trying to, I think it's just kind of trying to bridge the two. And I think guys just need, need that voice. And they're just, I think that's really where the root is. I don't know if I really answered that. I was kind of going back and forth there, but.
1: Well, no, let's, let's, I I think this is important to kind of explore yeah. because this is what, I mean, when you got, when you're sitting down with men and talking to them, you're going to have to, you have to get through some of this stuff. So like. 30 years ago, um, 40 years ago, I'm 43. Manny, you're a tad bit older than me. Um, And, you know, culturally, this, we're, you know, we might yeah. even just be talking to this U.S. microcosm because things are a lot different True. in India. We've oh, had some yeah, in, sure. very interesting conversations. No, I mean, like
3: at the end of the day, you know, like I believe everywhere globally, it's the same thing. Like if a man, you know, fails somewhere, you know, like other men will say, oh, he's a failure. He didn't know, you know, what he was doing. But if a woman failed, okay, uh, she was brave, you know, to try. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And
1: here's the here's the whole thing. And again, my, my perspective, my... My view, my lens, we all viewed lenses a yeah. little bit differently. Mm-hmm. The, the world through a different lens, right? So in my case, as a man, it's okay. I want to fail because if I'm not failing, I'm not doing anything, yeah. right? Yep. And a lot of the times, uh, I would say a majority, it, like most people, and I wasn't always this way. Mm-hmm. I used to avoid, I've always been a competitive guy, but I got to a point in my life in my mid-20s where I would avoid competing professionally. Because I sure. would jump to the conclusion, oh, I'm not going to win anyway. I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to make that. It's not going to happen. I'm not even going to try. And that just, you you start to live your life that way and your results start to ex- go that way, right? And so from a standpoint, if you if you apply that to masculinity, it's like, yeah, 40 years ago, the popular version of masculinity was Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, um, big, tough guy. um, throwing around a sword, shooting a gun, Rambo, yeah, n- you know, like womanizing, that kind of stuff. But that's never classically or truly been what masculinity is. It's masculinity is strong, put things on your shoulders. Yes, mm-hmm. to some degree, hold things in, but, you know, build a family, protect your family, um, have a spouse or somebody that, that you can confide in and show your vulnerabilities yep. to, but at the same time, not necessarily wear our emotions on our sleeves and be just a wreck. Yeah. You know what I mean? hmm That's my, that's again, that's my Tons. lens and that, that comes through wisdom and learning from better people around me, um, screwing things up and learning that that's not the way to do it. You know what I mean? So.
2: Yeah. And I think rewinding a little bit talking about failure, I think one thing that we do really try to, uh, teach some of our, our, students is if you can look at failure through the lens of, well, what, what can I learn from it? Where's the opportunity moving forward? Right. Well, it's so not, like It's an bi- event, not a person. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Like in business, every time that we would have, you know, a dip or something we messed up on, it's like, okay, first let's look at it. Where did we miss the mark? Obviously that's something broken in our process and our pipeline that we need to fix. Let's move forward and then capitalize on that as a team and how we can, um, you know, improve uh, any processes or anything that came from that failure. And so applying that kind of mentality um, to men, I think is really helpful because I think a lot of us, like you're saying, it's, it's hard to fail, but if you can at least change that lens and kind of start thinking about, well, what can I learn from that? What did I go through and how can I improve myself? Um, And how can I be self-aware that I'm seeing that I have these emotions and these behaviors after failure, that's kind of keeping me um, at a low spot. How do I get back out of that?
1: Yeah. For me, it was when I was, before I had kids, I remember I was doing pretty well. I was progressing. I was getting, you know, I was getting paid more and more. I was still, it, was, it wasn't all that much, I was late twenties, but then I got fired. I mean, I literally mm-hmm. just got, got yep. held into my executive director's office and said, Hey, the board asked me to ask you to leave. Cause if I don't ask you, they're going to ask us both to leave. And I was like, well, you know, I thought I was doing okay. And then I had a choice. I had a choice to say, to blame because there's all these people I could have blamed because they had influence on the decision that was made to get rid of me and mm. or I could just say I could have done better in all these different ways and it took me a little bit and a couple drinks to get to that point I yeah. remember For sure. but again I look back on that time and I've I like I've set I'm in I'm in like a local rotary where I live with For one sure. of the people that was on the board at the time that asked the executive director to fire me And I don't hold any ill will towards her because if I would have stayed with that job, I would not be here and I would be doing something that I wouldn't, I I might not have what I have now, which I'm pretty proud of. And I like, so um, I think a lot of being uh, a lot of success in manhood at least is the willingness to take responsibility. Sometimes that can be hard when you're the most important thing in your life. Um, uh, So I think, you know having family and other things that you realize that you're responsible for is a big part of yeah growing up and and being a successful man too.
0: I think you hit it on the head there Brian in terms of um what, what at least what we talk to a lot of students about we are a lot of like business students as well but mm-hmm. leadership can be a form of masculinity but it but the 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 trait that we find and we try and hone people in on is gratitude and resilience. Both of those are like some of the best buzzwords and traits of a good leader, a good CEO in a business. And I think what you just said there about, about gratitude and that's what we, you know, sometimes we work with a student, they're really down this rabbit hole. And what's different than what we do and what like a therapist does is a therapist is going to look back. They're going to look backwards on what's happened. Whereas what we do as coaches is we look forward. Um, So, where I'm going with that is it's nice to kind of reflect on the past and say, you know, you wouldn't be here today if that wasn't the case. So, absorbing a ton of gratitude and then building that resiliency and that armor around you to to know that you've gone down that path before and you know the tools and like we're going to give you more tools to be able to continue to build up and to the right. But I think resilience is a big part of that. But gratitude, I love what you said there because that's such a such a powerful thing to recognize where you came from and recognize that it happened for a reason. And that's really what we're talking about day in and day out.
1: Cool. Very cool. So to be where you are, you've had to have gone through some stuff. You've mentioned it a couple of times. You've had yeah. some low points. Tell me, tell for each of you guys, maybe it's a collective low point since you guys have partnered so much. But what's yeah each of you, what's been your biggest struggle? What have you come the closest to just yep. throwing in the towel?
2: How you jump in first uh, and I've I'll had a few in. pretty pretty brutal uh experiences I don't know brutals right word, but um in two thousand and eighteen, I lost my home in the campfire in paradise California uh and then my parents' home uh, burnt down the fire as well, and my whole city was burnt down um two days before that, me and my wife had a miscarriage and so mm we got double hit. I mean, it was like, I didn't know really like what's the purpose anymore. Like why, what is this really when I'm being served? Like, how do you get out of something like that? Um, so that was, those were two very difficult times in my life that I had to be, strong, uh, be the backbone of my family um, with my I had one son at the time and my wife. Um, I have a second child now, but um, and my parents as well. Like, what are we doing and how do we bounce back and be resilient from this? Luckily at the time, I did have some self-discipline and self-awareness um, around my mindset, but a lot of that like year of dealing with um, everything that came with a catastrophe like that, that's where I found that, okay, It has to do with mindset, has to do with bouncing back. And then at the time, you and I were running one of our businesses as well. And it was a little rocky at the time. So we were already dealing with all of that. So Hmm. that was a pinnacle in my life where I was like, okay, if I could drop a pen looking backwards, five, 10 years, there was a moment where I woke up one day and I was like, I, I can't dwell anymore. I can't, I have to be the role model that my child and my wife need and my parents. And I have to move forward um, in a way that, you know, everyone is going to follow me and change their mindset just by watching, you know, um, my actions and, and, and how I'm moving forward. So, uh, that yeah, man, is thanks for sharing that that's tough. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. not
1: easy to share. That's um, yeah. both of those things. You lose your home and then you lose, you lose a life that, yeah. that you already and are what, attached to. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And what was interesting was we actually had another miscarriage, um, this past summer and mm. the, going through that was actually more difficult than the first one because the first one two days later the fire burnt so i we didn't have any time to like even like mourn, cope or think yeah. or anything or mourn on what happened so the second one um was really 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 hard it, it really was uh yeah like you said you already fell in love with this this beautiful child that um you're already seeing the future and seeing you know what your house is going to change like and everything mm-hmm. right them going to school like you're already starting to think about those things and so I recently went through another experience that, um, had to go and cope and th- through those things, but I've, I've, I'm so much stronger than I was then. Um, I was able to really be aware of my emotions and, and, and really think and, and process. I don't want to say quicker. Cause that's not, it's not something you don't need to process quick. That's not what it is, but, um, understanding how to process in the right way. So, uh, yeah, those were, those were the big ones for me for sure. Um, but really if I didn't go through those, I wouldn't be who, who I am today. So yeah. I, f- I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Yeah. 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 And, well, I mean, that's... I,
0: yeah. and as um, kind of as we kind of share these stories too, it, it, it hopefully it starts to paint a picture to the audience, what we're doing and kind of our mission and kind of our new purpose and our fulfillment, which yeah. is Kyle and I are both stoked dudes. We are so happy. We are yeah. positive. We are fulfilled in life. And what we have gone through could have derailed so many people. And our goal is to find those people and show them that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's kind of – we between our experiences with business and personal, that's what we're trying to do. So as it kind of just paints a picture for everybody around some of that stuff. Um, Kyle, did you, did you say something? there?
2: Well, I just want to touch on one thing. It's kind yeah, of okay. like when people say um, – don't let the past define who you are. Yeah. Well, I think it's really, there's two different ways you can let your past define you. It's okay to let your past define you if you're walking forward in a, in a, in a, in a positive momentum learning yeah. from those things where a lot of people, they let their past define them and it's just, that's who they are. They walk with that for the rest of their life. Like maybe someone that, you know, had to go to prison for a few years. They let themselves define that for the rest of their life, and they can't get out of that mentality and stuck. That no, I can do better. I can improve. I can make impact um, yeah. at the end of the day. So
1: and that happens uh, on both sides, right, Kyle? Like whether it's a negative thing in the past or a super hype in the past. Yes, like absolutely. you, you win. You, you're like the most valuable player in your team. At the, yep. you win the state championship in high school, yep. and you never you never let it down and you live on that it's like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Napoleon Dynamite Dynamite. that moves like Uncle Rico I could have I could have been a pro right and he just lives there but that stuff happens a lot in real life yeah it does you you see that effect of I don't have any stats but it's probably like 80% but they're all made up on the spot anyway but like I know a lot of (laughs) valedictorians and salutatorians from high school and even sometimes college that's they peak only because they don't know what to do next you know what I mean and that could be just as sad as someone who can't get away from a really, really unfortunate experience, too. Yeah. So, Kyle, I Kyle, sorry, Eli, um, your turn, bud. Yeah. I mean, this is important to me. Like, we all talk, we all love to get on shows and talk to each other about the millions of dollars we made. But I want to sure. know, I yeah. want to know how you overcome, because that that tells me your metal. how you overcome the obstacles.
0: Yeah. And for me, kind of my my trough uh, was back in I don't know, 2020. I mean, there was 2021. Um, in a span of two weeks, I went through a divorce. I lost my uncle, who was kind of like this guiding. Um, he was just kind of a mentor for me. And then our business had days before it was going to go under. And we were accountable for 15 ah. heads and it all happened in a span of 2 weeks and there was you know this incredible amount of um like are we going to get through this am i going to mentally get through this and then it's it was just about for me it was w- what i love and one of my our my favorite pillars in our kind of methodology which is ownership and it's kind of stepping up to the plate and saying i i am accountable to these 15 people, I'm accountable to myself and my own health. I can't let that go down. So I got to focus on myself in order to be able to, you know, be the best I can for these employees. I can't show them that we're in, we are in the last hours of this business. <laughs> I can't show them that I'm hurt from, you know, uh, this divorce that I'm going through and uh, losing my uncle. So the, the word resiliency, um, I got a tattoo really, really, uh, Close after all that went, it's on uh, my my shoulder here. It's he was uh, he was in the army, so it's an American flag, but it's all cut up. Um, to, it's a distressed American flag, and to me, it symbolizes resilience from that one two week period that I went through. And then we, you know, we had to do what we had to do for the business, lay off a certain amount of people to keep that ship to kind of be above water. And from then on, it's just been a body armor that i've never had before and it came from those two weeks and we've gone through some other stuff with with businesses that kyle and i've gone through right like really big lows but this was the one that my story is built on and then from moving forward from that there's so many positives that have come out of the divorce experience i met the girl of my dreams two year a year and a half later we're getting married and she is just like the light of like my day. But if that didn't – if the divorce didn't happen, I would have never gotten to where I am today. And there's so many things you can back up. Like if I didn't marry that person in the beginning, I would never be in this town. I never met this person. I just – I go back to that gratitude piece and that's what I'm trying to bring to – that's my kind of side of – peak fulfillment is trying to help guys get through divorce because it could it could just derail so many people. And I think it's meant to be. And I think I, in some ways, I think guys should go through divorces so that they have a cross air that they're looking at. They have a checklist saying, in my next relationship, I want this stuff. And the only reason I know I want that stuff is because I went through this. <laughs> um, and every divorce is different, but I do think that having the glass half full look No,
3: Manny, you can't get a divorce. No, I'm not talking. I mean, divorce, I'm uh, (laughs) thinking of, you know, like as a failure. You know, like every man has to go through a failure to realize that, you know, there are, I mean, exactly. You know, to realize, you know, like learn from that failure and move forward. Now, you Mm know, after listening to all of you guys, here I'm hearing, you know, like a word like, you know, I, you know, I went through this. I, you know, like had a really bad time. Now, when you are a man, I mean, you have to there is no help around i mean maybe that's one of the reasons that you know you came up with this idea because it's only me even you you, you know you have your family and everything if the if you uh, fail somewhere if you fail in your business or if you, if you fail somewhere it's you you have who has to you know pick up analyze you know like about your failures and then move on mm-hmm. You know, like both of you, you both have, you know, like different experiences, you know, like of lows, but both of you did some, you know, introspecting and, you know, like already realized, you know, okay, you know, how to move forward yourself. Now, your men's fulfillment, I mean, you know, before, you know, you came up with this idea about, you know, men's fulfillment, did you guys help each other out, you know, during that tough time, you know, to or, you know, like, okay, did you, you know, just relies on it on on your own, you know, like, okay, this is the lowest. I have to, you know, pick up and, you know, like move forward. So did you guys help each other out? I mean, was it helpful that you guys were, you know, each other's life at that time?
2: I would say Eli and I are very community-based individuals. We rely heavily on friendships and relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember through the fire, I mean, dude, he was, he said, come stay at our house. Because we were homeless for like a month or a month and a half. We were Mm -hmm. just kind of hopping hotel rooms, people's homes um, and all that. Uh, yeah, he was there. He was my number one. And then of course through the divorce, Eli, I think you could speak speak to that, but um
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean it's just So you were there for each other, right? For we sure. were
2: there, yeah. It was yeah, I mean, we, we consider our, our significant other sister wives, Eli and yeah. I are so close. It's You know, he said earlier that she's the light of his world. I got kind of been out of shape when he said that because I always thought I was the light of his world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could see that in your face. I saw you kind of grimace. I we was like, what? I was kind of like, what, dude? <laughs> like, seriously?
3: So <laughs> you guys had like each other, you know, like most yeah, of the men don't have that privilege, you know, like having someone Absolutely. in their life. Yeah. So. How do you plan to help those, you know, like men? I mean, you know, like there are a lot there who go through failure and then, you know, they don't have anyone to turn to, you know, for advice or for help. I mean, you know, you, you there are lots of, you know, like uh, psychologists yeah. there, but nobody likes to go to, go to them, you know, unless oh. you are having a breakdown or something, mm-hmm. you know and these these failures are not breakdowns; these are you know like okay, a step in your life yeah, and people don't realize that men don't realize that it's just a step that you have to overcome and move on to the next. So how do you help those people and or like how do you plan to you know reach yeah. to those people that there is a you know something that we have started which can help you come to us.
2: Men have a really hard time finding community because we're singular. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We wanna support ourselves like we were saying. I think teaching men, To be comfortable with the uncomfortable is one of the biggest things that we can do to move ourselves forward in finding other people. And so uh, through our coaching, we are accountability partners for them. We do check in, obviously, and we're working with them. And we break everything, a macro goal that they have, a milestone, let's say in six months, we break those into micro goals. And how are we going to move forward towards those? So it really depends on exactly what you see fulfillment being for you. What is it that you want to strive and run for? What's your, what's your purpose and what's your North star that you're going towards? And then breaking that down. But the number one thing you have to learn is there's only growth and, and, and movement and expansion in your life when you become comfortable with the uncomfortable. So um, I think it's really just teaching men how to do that. And then going through, you know, where's community in your, in your town, your life, your area um, and learning how to really re-engage with people like we were children you know, not having that guard up all the time, not always feeling that we need to be self-conscious, just walking in with real confidence and just, you know, meeting people and talking to people, but it's really hard. That's, it's, it's really rare to have such close community and such close friends. Like, um, obviously like you guys are obviously, and like we are, um, it's really lucky to have that, but I think anybody can learn that.
1: So what's the, what's the biggest challenge in, in reaching guys, uh, to a, Point in making yourselves available as a as a company and getting that connection to get guys to to even reach out to to look into something that you guys do cuz i mean i i can speak from a, i'm pretty stubborn it would take a lot you know and, yeah you know maybe Just it's touching. those catac- cataclysmic you know things in our lives that you know you're breaking down where I, where do i who do i turn to and a lot of people yep like you someone mentioned therapy happens a lot well that's something that it's Mm -hmm. got a stigma with it too right i know a lot of people are trying to say hey if you need it go get it it's not as bad as you think it might be but from a looking forward coaching standpoint what are you guys doing to grow i guess this goes into the marketing thing and the follow-up to that is you know you got you talked about your pillars i think those that sounds great that methodology how are you guys delivering it differentiating differentiating yourself uh, as uh, as a model for delivering the things you guys can for men.
0: So I'm going to start with the first part right there. I'll jump into that first one. Guys have that really hard crust that we have to break into for to create that vulnerability. And that's where I think, like you said, you we mentioned stubborn. I might be a little bit stubborn too before I went through that experience and I leveraged a community Maybe tapping on the shoulder of people that went through a divorce. So building that community. But where I'm going with that is how are we attracting those kind of people? The, our goal is to be very vulnerable ourselves. Like you said, like you said, Kyle, that's a hard, hard story to share. So thank you for sharing that. He was extremely vulnerable there. And that is what's going to attract that kind of person. Like, man, I can open up about this. I went through something similar. Kyle went through something similar. So our approach, our marketing approach is going to be, is just to be ourselves. First of all, we are open, honest, transparent, vulnerable guys. So be vulnerable, be open. And then the second one is to just continue to be in front of these people. Because being stubborn, you're not going to jump in the first one take our assessment, take our academy, and or jump into one-on-one coaching. You're going to need to see it a couple times. But our our approach to that is very aggressive, might be an aggressive term, but it's very like um, in your face. Like we, we know that you need to make a change. We know that you're not fulfilled. We know you've seen this ad. How are you going to take the next steps? How are you going to own that you need to have fulfillment in life? and really have the discipline to take a course. So that's kind of our approach, if that answered your question, Brian, on how we're gonna approach, the, how we are approaching this. And um, I don't know, Kyle, if you had to add anything else there, but that's yeah, kind of so our, our
2: lead mag, Yeah, so our lead magnet is an assessment that we created. So it was 130 okay. question assessment that focuses on the five pillars of fulfillment. And so each one of those is around 25 questions and it's a scale survey question base, right? So from one to five, there's a question about self-awareness. Where do you rate yourself currently today? Have you done this before? Goal setting, you know, how much discipline do you have? Things like that. And so when we get those results, we can go over with them and say, hey, you know what, great job, you have self-discipline. You've you've done that, you've shown it through this assessment, but it looks like you're kind of lost. You don't know what your North star is, you don't know what your purpose is. Through our coaching program or our online course academy, we can really dive deep on let's find your purpose. Let's utilize your self-discipline. Let's learn a little bit more about, um, having ownership in life on and keeping yourself accountable, but let's help you find that purpose. So then you can find the fulfillment in life. And so that peak assessment's free. Um, that's our, our strongest lead magnet that we have. And then we jump on a call, we go over the results, um, and then just talk about, Hey, these are different options. You can listen to what we have to say, check out our podcast, check out our content. Um, or we have an academy and we do coaching. So that's really our give in our, in our, in our, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: our lead magnet. So, um, and it does really well. People really enjoy taking it and then seeing their results. Um, Cause typically they're like, yeah, that's right. It's just kind of like a, a, um, a personality test. When you read it, you're mm-hmm. like, yep, that's me for sure. It's not as extreme as like a Myers-Briggs obviously. Uh, but it's, it's our way to kind of help people kind of find where they need focus and balance.
3: So when people take these assessments and they come to you with, I mean, you go to them with the results, do you tell them the hard truths or, you know, like you just tell them, okay, you know, you're doing good, but you can do better. I mean, you know, like for mm-hmm. me, when someone, uh, you know, says uh, that to me, it it means to me, okay, you know, you're not doing good. But mm-hmm. that person is not being truthful to me, not telling me the, you know, like straightforward answer, totally. you know, okay, you you are down in the dumps, you know, you need to pick up, you need to, you know, get up and, you know, like, okay, move forward with your life. Yeah. People generally, you know, don't do that. Do you do that? Do you tell them, you know, like straight away, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, they they obviously walked into the assessment with some awareness knowing that there's something that needs to be fixed internally Mm -hmm. and mentally. There's Mm -hmm. something going on in their life where they're just like, I see other people on social media reaching their fulfillment or my neighbor down the street or someone at church or someone, you know, another parent at my kid's school, like whatever it is, what is it that I'm missing? And then hopefully, you know, they go through the whole funnel but uh yeah they need to hear the hard truth that's what we all need to hear and if you're not open to hearing it then obviously you're not again comfortable you're not ready ready, ready to grow and Mm -hmm. and 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 really stretch yourself to where you need to be so
3: so when you tell these hard truth to people you know like who take your assessments what's the percentage of people who take it positively and you know like join your program you know I mean, it's not very easy, you know. Nice. Like, okay, they know that, but yeah. someone telling you at your face, you know, that yeah, that's hard. Yeah, Go
0: ahead. that is a yeah. So most people, I, in terms of percentage wise, it's kind of hard to say, but most people take it well because that's what they're looking for. It's just like if you, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to the gym and you're you have a personal trainer that's on you, um, and telling you to you know be accountable and and do the workouts. It's kind of the same thing. So they're they really need that person. They need that anchor in life uh, to tell them the truth. They might not have that in a community. Their spouse might not tell them that. So that's. I think it's actually a good thing to be to really get on them and tell them. And then we can drill and mm-hmm. dig deeper into what they're low in. We have Colin. I have really good self awareness, so we typically can pick up pretty quickly on. You know, are they are they kind of holding back a little bit here, or do we need to kind of dive in and press a little harder? But the hard truth is something that. We prefer to get to quickly because we want a student that can hear that.
2: We try to tie it to, to being relatable. So exactly. we try really hard. If there's an area that we see that they need improvement, we just ask them, like, how can you relate this to your life? What's something, yep. what's a hobby that you've always, or a goal that you've always ran towards? You know, why, why what stopped you and, or what is it that's, you know, making it so you can't find fulfillment and so we use the assessment as a tool to find those small relatable points on the five different subjects that we really focus on
1: seems like a pretty good tool to help you guys you know capture new business and help folks yeah. um, are you so is is this fully launched now you guys are fully operational yeah,
2: so so we have some students. Um, we're just about to launch our course. We had another course, but we've just fixed it all. Um, the peak assessment uh, is live, so uh, our website is being redone right now. It's.
1: Yeah, we uh, noticed. Updated,
2: that. yeah. So it should be. We're kind of taking before Christmas, kind of slow with ads yeah. and everything, just because this time of year people aren't really spending money. And then we're going to obviously do new ad campaigns. That's um, tell new, that to uh, my
1: wife. She's spending money. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, on will like other this, stuff, yes, she like will I'm in, but she is spending some money, my uh, man. Yeah,
2: money on ourselves, I suppose. Um, so yeah, and then we're going to sure. come out with ad campaigns that are um, uh, uh, new me. Uh, new year, um, new mindset. So hopefully cool. that will tie in with the peak assessment. Um, All right,
1: this time next year, Kyle, sounds yep. like you're, you're heading up a lot of these marketing and sales related things. Where do, you want, where do you guys want to be this time next year?
2: We'd love to crest 60 students, 70 students. I think that would be really exciting. Have some other coaches behind our, um, underneath our belt, helping with the process, getting them trained up. Um, and ultimately I would say in one to three years, we would really love to start doing in-person events. So, three to four day boot camps um, and really just diving deep uh, and doing, you know. Like hitting
1: major thing. markets, uh, yes. like conference kind of yep. deals and bringing people yep. in from those markets.
2: That's, that's the goal. But, you know, something like this, you don't, you don't want to grow too fast because of bandwidth, right? We can only coach Yeah, and you got
1: to so be able to yield yep. results that you can then.
2: Yeah. Get. So, that's why we have the course in the academy. So, the coaching isn't for everybody, whether it's um, because of uh, financial Or uh, they're just not ready for in-person coaching, you know, one-on-one. And so we have the academy that kind of goes over everything. It's hours and hours and hours of content that we've broken down that's easy, that's actionable. 15-plus worksheets to download and share with others if you want it. Um, And then we do live Q&A calls every couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, just building a community of men that can be vulnerable together and and work at these things together. Because our coaching program is a six-month program is how we renew it. Um, so, you know, we're not saying you're going to find fulfillment in six months, but let's focus on what can we get you to towards your path? Because there's always going to be a peak that you're needing to run towards. Otherwise what's the point of the journey, right? So you want to just keep going and maybe your fulfillment and your goals are going to change and the milestones need to be shifted. So, um,
1: yeah. What do you, what do you think some of your biggest obstacles are going to be to, to hitting those growth
0: numbers? I think it's going to be, Really trying to find those guys that are that are willing to put that put that shield down and jump into something like this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be vulnerable. I think that's going to be our biggest, at least initial hurdle. And then we're hoping mm-hmm. to kind of snowball this thing. And you know, a buddy texts and says, "Hey, like this was really influential to me," and they see the change and they they tell their friends about it. They tell their communities. I think those oh, yeah, are going to sure. be that. That's going to be the biggest hurdle, I think, for us to get to that.
1: Yeah, I th- I think, and this is something that I'm I'm getting to the point. I'm trying to <laughs> to block off my time to really implement this. But we had a guest on about a month or two ago. His name is Brandon Barnum. He's big on referrals, and he wrote a book, and he's got this whole system systematic okay. approach to re- referral growth, especially for a company like you guys. Like because. Especially because you're not only you're you're helping men become successful and fulfilled, but you're teaching them how to connect as well. And they're gonna connect. Yep. They're gonna use these new skills to connect, and empowering those guys to to absolutely to point other folks in their life in their direction. Because I could I mean I could sit down right now and think of 20 guys in my life. Yep. That that man, they're just awesome dudes. If they could just f- pull a lever or two and flip a switch. They yeah. could be doing so much more if they wanted to. Maybe they don't want exactly. to, and that's okay, too. But but I think yeah. referrals. So if there's somebody I would say to connect, try to connect with, um, I can have Matt send you his information because he was a great – I read his book about a week or two ago. Nice. And good dude. Um, really cool referrals referrals are one of those things that seem ambiguous well we can grow through referrals but it's just luck of the draw no 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 no. this guy has a brandon's got a really cool approach to systematizing it within your your sales and marketing okay routines that'd be awesome i'd be really loved to meet him yeah Yeah. awesome let's let's talk about we're getting we're getting at about the 45 minute mark here uh, so we're pushing closer. We want to use your t- time wisely. We also want to do
3: some fun stuff. Yeah, so before you know, like I have one more, more question. Oh, nope, too
1: late. Sorry, Manny. Moving on. Here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no,
3: <don't> go <laughs> here. <laughs> See what I'm dealing with? <laughs> okay, anyway. So, you know, okay. We you talked about, you know, like people, uh, people coming to you who are, you know, like looking for something, you know, like, okay, overcome something. I mean, do you get... Uh, kind of you know like are you looking to help people who okay have reached a level and now looking at you know okay what's next i mean people who are already successful men who are already successful but they don't know you know like what to do next i mean is that something that you 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 guys are doing also you know with this company of yours
2: yeah i mean i wouldn't say that's our main target but i think Mm -hmm. what we could speak to is is everyone everyone doesn't have full balance in their life, right? Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. you only have so much time in the day and the resources that you're putting towards certain things. So most likely if someone's very successful, they probably spend a lot of hours on their business. So, mm-hmm. and their work-life balance may be off, or maybe they're struggling with the relationship with their wife, or maybe building a relationship with their children, or maybe their physical health just isn't quite there. So I think there's, everyone can have restored balance in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but people that have built a lot of success in their life. Um, they've obviously done it through their systems and their processes, and they're probably very much in their way. But having them being and opening them up to, hey, what about this process on growth and how can we help you focus on those different things? Yeah, for sure. We could definitely help. But um, uh, yeah, I
0: don't know if you wanted to touch on that. I would I would have said the exact same thing. Tom. I would have said balance, just trying to have them okay. find more balance in life. Because I think we're, even if they've kind of reached their top... They're, they're likely, they already have that mindset to continue to grow and not stop. So I think there's something else that we could dive in and find with them to help them even push even harder, p- p- continue to push, I think is where I we mean, would you go know, like, that.
3: What I, I exactly meant was, you know, like, okay, people, I mean, okay, people who are successful, but... Are know, we talking
1: about I, a guy whose name rhymes with Danny? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Manny rhymes with Danny. <laughs> it's kind of like that guy who's like, "Yeah, I got a friend, and my friend, let's call him Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, got,
2: yeah. Just asking for a friend, no, real quick. So I yeah. think no, it's not,
3: you know, like no, you know, like I have seen that a lot. Yep, me too. That, yeah, You know, okay, you know, like when you are talking about business in businesses, okay, you know, you you are successful. You know, you are doing the right thing and everything, but at one point of time in everybody's life okay, you don't see a way forward. It's not that, you know, like you're not successful at your business, but if you're not moving forward, then you're going backwards because yeah. there is nothing called, you know, stationary because life goes on, you know, things change, things evolve, businesses yeah. evolve, you know, new yep. technology comes in. And if you are stuck at somewhere, okay, even though you are successful, but you are not able to see, you know, the point after that, you know, okay, how to grow this thing, yeah. you know, how to move forward. And if I don't move forward, I'll start going backwards. I'll lose my business. I'll lose, you know, yeah. like my reputation in the market, you know, because new people are coming in with new ideas and everything and I'll become more obsolete. So that's Manny. You know the guy who da, runs with da, da, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean that is also you know like a, a stressful, you know, time for men. You know, like okay, men who have achieved success, but now they are not able to move forward. They are they are losing that success. You know, over a period of time, say like you know five years, and if they don't do if they they don't do anything at that time, they will lose everything.
1: I think there's a little bit of carrot and stick there. I'll let you get. You guys are the experts, but what it, I I've been there. You've been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been there, yeah. It's like... it's Men like those also need encouragement, right? I think complacency causes that. I think you get to a point of success in your life and then you achieve what you set out to achieve and then you don't reset the the next goal or the next standard that you're shooting for. You don't put another carrot out there. Like your life shouldn't be about the carrot, but the carrot should be the motivation to achieve things that helps you fulfill your purpose and help others and do all those things that you want to be, you know, want to do. I, sorry, I just that's that was that's kind of my view on it. That's super good, guys. What do you guys think?
0: That was great. I think we yeah. would have taken a uh, taken approach of like helping them define what does success look like for them, kind of hearing that out a little bit, and then trying to tie it back to like their original like the heartbeat of why they got into it or what their like their morals and their purpose. That would be kind of where we would go with somebody like that. Um, is helping them kind of define what is actual success. How are they defining that for themselves?
2: Yeah, it's just getting to the root cause. What do you want in life, right? And how are we going to help you get there? We're just coaches. We're not going to do the work for you. We're going to be the best accountability Mm -hmm. partner that we can be for you. We will make sure to keep you accountable and walk you through that and say, okay, let's say success is you've you've got millions in your bank account. Money and finances are not even a thought anymore right? So what more do you want out of life? You accomplish that, celebrate that and move forward and say, okay, well, you know what? I actually need to work on building community, right? I don't have anybody. I don't have anything. How can we help you start to get the mindset of building yep. community? Um, but it's hard to reset for sure. I do get what you guys are yep. saying. And, and I love the analogy, Brian, that you came up with, with the, with the carrot. I do too. It's, it's a really good way to look at it.
1: It's, it's, it's like we were talking about before when you're young and you achieve something, you get a trophy yep. or, you know, like I, you know, I, I used to, I used to hold on to all my old trophies when I used to play baseball and football and all that kind of stuff. And then I like, I packed them all away and I'm like, I don't put them on my desk and <clears throat> excuse me, look at them anymore because then you just think that that's it, mm-hmm. you know, yep. you yeah. accomplish that. And every time you go to try to do something new, you, you, I, you, I, I would approach that situation as though I was already the, the. Uh, you know, the person who earned the trophy and something else, but that's not, you can't go into it like that.
3: You know, like why I was, you know, like talking about this is, you know, like, okay, there is something called, I mean, that's an English term, but you know, like midlife crisis, midlife Mm. crisis. Yeah. What about, you know, like then, okay, you know, when you are at 20, okay, you can take risks. And, you know, like, okay, if something failed, okay, like, let's try again. Let's try again. Because, you know, like, okay, your parents and everyone, they will encourage you. But when you become responsible for other people in your life, when you have, you know, like, like you said, like, you know, I have 15 heads to feed, you know, to take care of. And at that point, say around 40, 42, 43, I have seen people, you know, like back in India, some of my relatives and, you know, okay, even though I tried to encourage them and everything. But they went through this midlife crisis and they, you just know, give like, up. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, I can't do that just, again. Because, you know, okay, they got comfortable with the success. And what I have learned, you know, with my experience, with p- other people's experience, this midlife crisis is real. Okay. It's a trap. And yeah, it's a trap. I mean, you get comfortable and okay, now I have you know lots of money. Absolutely. You know, I'm a successful businessman. Okay, I'm comfortable, I don't have a next goal or anything. I think those people also need help because when they get comfortable, the times change, you know, new technology comes in, you know, their business becomes obsolete. And within, you know, like couple of years, they are looking for new jobs or, you know, like finding ways how to survive, you know, this because their family, you know, and everything that they provide Mm -hmm. to their family, they are now used to that kind of comfort. Absolutely. And for men, it's very difficult, you know, like to start everything, especially at that age, you know, to mm. start from scratch. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of, you know, like, I mean, these people also need help who get comfortable, right? Absolutely. Totally. I mean, they have to realize that, you know, like getting comfortable is not an option for men. Yeah. You know, you have to keep moving forward.
1: Well, that's yeah. a whole other subject, Manny. I mean, society teaches us to, to yep. pursue comfort. Yeah. And all you sane. get when you pursue comfort is mm-hmm. you never catch it. Like, it's it's comfort. Sh- cut
3: co- I mean, again, well, you know, like it's, it's the lens, you know, like I'm seeing it through because I've seen lots of people, you know, okay, going through that midlife crisis. I mean, I thought, you know, people were, when I was in my 30s, okay, yeah, there is nothing like that. Yeah. But I've seen, see like, seen that happen. I've seen that happen. I want to like seek a
1: life back. where I can retire and do nothing. What happens when most men retire and do nothing? Yeah. They die. Yep. Right they die either emotionally or physically they just kick the bucket yeah, yeah. yeah. like co- comfort is it's like the, the the first law of thermodynamics you know I and mean? it's like once you re- re- once you remove stress or from any situation all you build is weakness yep. like it, if if you never stress yourself your body deteriorates yeah. if you never stress your mind it deteriorates same thing you know same thing in life here it's yeah. like
0: You nailed it. I think we that could be a whole another podcast topic on comfortability Mm -hmm. because we talk about it all day long between Kyle and I. But one point I'd make there, Manny, was, and this is being open and vulnerable, is when Kyle and I first started talking about setting out to build this company, there was a little... That question came up multiple times, almost like an imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome almost, or or like, Mm -hmm. can we really help a millionaire... A CEO millionaire get reach peak fulfillment. Like this guy's way above us in terms of like financially. You know, he's he's older than us, um, and and it really came back to how we can teach balance. We we have a lot of other things that he probably doesn't have. You know, an incredible community, incredible um, you know mental fortitude that we could probably teach him. And if he's going through this midlife crisis, we have other tools that we're trying to work through. Um, that are just kind of helping him ground himself and look back and, and, you know, his wisdom and experience and how he can push that forward. That's where we took it. And that's where we will continue to take it with a client that comes in like that. Because in the beginning it was very intimidating for us that, you know, I don't remember that Kyle, when we were talking about what happens when this guy comes in the door. Um, So that's, that was kind of our approach and is our approach moving forward.
3: Yeah. Very cool. I mean, everybody needs help, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So yep. here's a here's a question. Want to want to put in, and maybe it's a good segue into the fun stuff because it's a little it's on but off topic. You guys, you've done podcasts for a long time. Yep. You're on kind of on a circuit. You're going to be doing a lot of podcasts. What's one thing that you don't typically get to share or talk about in podcasts uh, that you uh, that you wish you could?
0: It's a great <laughs> that's a question. One.
2: Tough one, right? uh, <laughs> we're pretty, we're pretty, we're pretty open. Um, I I think part of it, like, okay, so like when you brand yourself, um, you want to brand yourself as success because you want somebody to follow you, right? You want to role model what they want mm-hmm. um, because that's how you're going to become a leader. You show oh, I've done this, I've been there, I have these accolades and stuff, but. I think the truth is, is that we're all just going through the same ups and downs, lows and highs. We're all just trying to figure out in life where to get. And like, although we have some cool accolades, we've built some good businesses and stuff. We're still like looking for fulfillment ourselves. We're still looking for success. We're still chasing that. And I think if you're trying to be an authority leader and a voice in like a specific space, it's, it's hard to walk with that. You have to kind of act like you're, you know. You, Mm -hmm. you you know what you're doing and you're moving forward and, and you are a success already when in reality, we're just like everybody else trying to figure this out. We're starting this, you know, this coaching business with the mentality of our fulfillment comes with helping other men fulfilled. So the only way we can help ourselves is to help you. So let us help you help ourselves help you. And so I, I just think that kind that's of deep. just being <laughs> being vulnerable about just like the position you're in and not really like, that's not something we most people talk about on podcasts. Like we don't really dive into that, but it's just, you know, the truth The truth can be really powerful um, when you kind of take away the veil and just say, this is who I am and this is what we're working on right now. Yeah, we might not know a lot about this subject or this area that we're talking on, someone with a podcast, um, but this is where we can kind of take it and, and kind of form that into a conversation yep. so that's what came yep. to mind when you asked that i don't know what came we bought to mind, you some I, time
1: eli what do you got buddy
0: yeah <laughs> for me it's something kind of kind of similar uh, would be that the reason that we're doing this is it's to f- And we don't really get asked this all the time like why we're doing this and it really is um for kyle and i to find fulfillment as well this is we've always we've always helped people out um in all aspects of life, for our entire life. We've always been kind of this leader role. And we really are doing this to where we can create fulfillment. If we can look back and create a legacy where we've helped, if even if it's 10 guys, I don't care, help them find fulfillment in life and they're ultimately a happier human being and they can come home better to their spouse and they can provide more fruit for their for their family and be a better, better leader at work. That's extremely fulfilling to us. So that's kind of that's something I don't think we get asked a lot, and I love that question.
1: Cool. Well, you can thank Matt for that. He put that on the <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <on> the <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously we're in the we're in the peak holiday season. It's Christmas time. Do you guys celebrate Christmas? I don't want to assume. Yes,
2: sir.
0: We do.
1: Awesome. We uh, I do too. Uh, Manny does because I make him. Um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Uh, oh. So, what's your what's your favorite thing about this time of year?
0: The gifts, for sure. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. The Come on, record. man. It's I'm okay kidding. to be vulnerable here. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: it's okay to be honest with yeah. the truth
0: and be yeah, vulnerable. It's okay <laughs> yeah. to be
1: selfish at this point. Yeah, <laughs> his love language <laughs> yeah. is gifts. You guys hear that? Go, go get him something.
0: For me, it's definitely just hanging out with family. Um, I love being around family. We play games all the time. That's like a family thing that we do, constantly playing board games. So I'm looking forward to going home and, and hanging out with the fam. Where's home? Home is Northern California. Um, So we're up okay. in Oregon. So we're really just... Right. Not back home isn't too far.
1: Cool. How about you, Kyle?
2: I got two things that come to mind. One, seeing the magic in my children's eyes during this time of year. Um, I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. So uh, those two boys, it's just like come like probably November 15th, right? You know, it's just like, they're just filled with joy and bliss and just like so excited for Santa and and, um, the, you know, Christmas morning and all that. Um, And then, yeah, I I go to church, I'm a Christian. And so this time of year at church is just really powerful, um, celebrating our savior and just being just kind of just, it's always really just really powerful this time of year. And it always helps ground me um, for my beliefs and my morals and values. Um, Amen, brother. Yeah. So it's really important time of year for me for that as well. So those are the two big, the big, it's just December's awesome. awesome. Yep. Yeah.
1: I got four kids and similar age. I've got a 12, a 10, a five and a two year old. Wow. And so my 12 and my 10 year old, they're, they're on team. They're on team parents. Now they're on the other side of the Santa world. Totally. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that was a tough time for us. Like for me, because, like, I wanted to stretch that out as far as possible because it's such a fun time as mm-hmm. a parent. Um, but it's it's also kind of funny. Like, the other day, Arya goes to me. Like, I don't think... Oh, hold on, I got to pause. I don't think my five-year-old's going to watch this. hun. when you watch this, at this point, <laughs> turn it off pause. if Emerson is watching. Okay, anyway. So, my daughter, Aria, who's 10, but she acts like she's 17, she's like, Mom, you know, you guys tell us all the time that lying's bad and we shouldn't lie and we should tell the truth and it's but, but all month you guys have been doing nothing but lie <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we're like
1: busted that's so funny but, right it's that's like hilarious. it's so it, it, it's so true but no it's fun like we do you guys do the elf on the shelf thing
2: yes our elf's yeah, name that's is mine. yeah it's the
1: worst invention ever i'd love to go back in time and stop that
2: that gut feeling at 4 a.m. you're like shoot i didn't oh! I didn't move him. That yeah. is the worst. And then of course you're yeah. trying to be quiet. So you don't make the kids up. In the bed. <laughs> Dude, it's I, I can't stand it. We so brought we, it into we're our house dumb. years
1: ago. And- we're dumb. We started the thing years ago when we only had one and we kept it up for all of them. So two of them will help us sometimes. And they'll help remind us. My my wife's got a thing on her phone that says move the damn elf. And <laughs> it's like, and we still forget. And she's kind of laid up now. She's had a surgery. So it's all on me now and we do this thing we started cuz years ago we realized how little we used to read and how dumb we were and mm. like we really wanted to emphasize reading and with our kiddos yeah. um and so every day the elf brings a new book for all the kids oh, and wow. that's so there's commitment. some planning on the front and like months ahead she's picking out books and getting books and starting to wrap them and she knew she was having surgery she hey, she got them all wrapped and everything that's wow. all set got the names on them everybody knows who's getting what and But last night, I grab them, I take them downstairs and it was a little early and sometimes my five-year-old wakes up, comes downstairs, had a bad dream, got to put her back to bed and so I take the books downstairs and I put them off to the side in one of our rooms It's a classroom and... I forgot to put him out under the tree. My daughter goes downstairs this morning. She's like, Chippy. Di- His name is Chippy. Chippy didn't bring any books. Jeez. I'm like, you know that Chippy's a kid, or Did you find him yet? Did you find where he is? She's like, no. You know, this happened like a week ago. I screwed That's it up. Awesome. Oh, my. And I'm like, did you look in the basement? She's like, no. I could like, go down there and look. I bet you he might have, he might have tried something new and I quick running and get the books. Dude, hide I've him totally somewhere been else. there.
2: <laughs> yes. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh, that's that awesome. elf.
1: I found a – my wife found a video on YouTube the other day. I think it was a YouTuber on Facebook where like the extremes that we go to for the elf and had this guy sitting out on his front porch. He's in front of his ring camera with the elf like slowly <laughs> bringing the head of the elf in front of the
0: ring camera.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Back down to prove to the kids that he's like running around outside at night. Oh, my, <laughs> gosh, my gosh. That's hilarious. That's
0: hilarious. Wow. Anyway,
1: so – do you guys, so you guys do fig, a big family thing on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve or where you get together a big meal or anything? Um, uh,
2: I only, my parents are the only people around where we live. Yeah. I don't really have a big family. So we actually just do so with my fam with my just, parents. Um, just, yeah. Pretty small, low key, which I like. Growing up, it was yeah. massive. And being yeah. an adult, I'd rather just do the kids and just yeah, uh, yeah. focus on them.
1: Yeah. Secret here too is I like the, the low stuff too, but we do a couple different things, but how about you, Eli? Do you back where uh, everybody get together uh, um, like
0: Christmas yeah. vacation?
1: Everybody comes to the house and mass chaos.
0: No, I, I kind of wish that I did that for Thanksgiving this year. The first year I kind of hosted it. We had my fiance's family, my yeah. family, and it was. I definitely felt like Clark uh, most of the time, just running around. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm into that too much anymore, but usually Christmas for me is like I'm on. Like, I'm a band on tour. Like, every single day and night, I'm somewhere different. <laughs> Morning Christmas, afternoon Christmas, evening Christmas with second gramp. I mean, it is wild. This year, it's a little bit more tame because um, we're just doing... My fiance does an early Christmas. We're leaving today. So, we're doing something really early because they got people to fly out from Indiana. So, it should be a lot more laid back. There should be a lot more laid. I'm cool. really looking forward to it versus sprinting. For just four days straight. Just All right, this isn't on the list, i going to skip the holiday yeah, dish
1: bunch. one. You guys seem, like, really cool. I can imagine, like, us all being buds when we were, like, 12. For And what, sure. What's the? What's your favorite Christmas gift you ever got as a kid? Or, like, that you wanted, <sighs> that you did crazy stuff to, like... Dude. You know, what's your Red Ryder BB gun?
0: Razor when scooter. When you a kid. I already got it. Really? Razor, Razor scooter with a wheelie bar. Done. yep yep that was Uh, it when those came out i remember
1: when those came out it
0: had it had the suspension one and the wheelie bar i was so pumped on it (laughs) that was it i mean i got it quick.
1: could you go outside christmas morning and and get on it or were for sure was there yeah
0: no absolutely we did that i was out there right after we finished gifts i was i was in the street (laughs) nice no. <laughs> amazing
1: i love how that was so fast like i could
0: tell you just I thought just, about I it recently was vivid in my memory
1: <laughs> how about you kyle
2: uh, i've got two when okay. cd cd boom boxes came out right it was like yeah. that was the big one and then a basketball hoop and i vividly basketball. i can totally remember waking up i remember asking for a basketball hoop and i didn't even go downstairs i just looked out my window of my bedroom because it, it faced the road and it was there and it was just like oh. i got what i wanted. The heck with everything else. So the it's like the Lexus
1: in the in the driveway with the bow yeah. on it,
2: right? It's like, ah, totally. <laughs> Did you Absolutely. like run
1: outside just start shooting?
2: Oh, hoops? for sure. Yeah, and my mom got <laughs> pissed off because it was like 5 a.m. <laughs> She's like, Kyle, get your butt inside. <laughs> You're waking everybody up. But I was like, I don't know how old it was, seven, eight, something like that. And I was like, oh, oh I got my oh, basketball was Those of the hoop. best
1: times. So, what about were you, you guys? like Were you guys like leading up to Christmas dropping notes like? Oh, for sure. You know? Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure, I, oh, I probably oh, asked Santa oh, yeah. four different
2: Santas at the, all, all the different malls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, when it was it was that it was that year that I was nine. Same year I saw Christmas Vacation. Okay. I remember the biggest thing I wanted, and it shifted like a month before Christmas. The biggest thing I wanted was a, I wanted a big old trampoline in the backyard. Because we had some friends that we used to visit all the time, and they would you know, visit with them, and I'd be in the backyard just jumping. And all I wanted was a trampoline. I put signs up all over the house, trampoline, get me a trampoline, please. I really want a trampoline. And then I think it was October or November, a new video game console was coming out, and all the commercials started showing up. It was for oh, a yeah. TurboGrafx-16. And it turned out to be just this bomb of a system. It was terrible, but I loved it. I still do. But that's all I wanted. I tore down all the pictures in the house and I turbo graphics, turbo graphics. Nice. And I found out later they had already bought the trampoline. The trampoline. They had already had it. It was hidden in like a shed in the backyard or something. They had to take it back. Oh, they, oh my God. Yeah, I ended up getting it too. It was so that's hilarious. awesome. I ended up getting the turbo graphics and stuff. But it was, I have this, I have this old Polaroid picture of me like holding the box to the system nice. with a big thumbs up and I had a That's mullet. so this awesome like 89 so, I, well, I, I, I was wearing a Def Leppard shirt You were such
3: a pain for your parents You were such a pain for your parents this, <laughs> They got you the And these were foster parents yeah. I was a foster kid These yeah. were, these
1: these folks were awesome That's But awesome. like I was I was a butthole I was a, I was a spoiled <laughs> brat for a while I really was But I got over that really quick later on but um, it was that like good times. I mean, it's a little different, like culturally in India, there's some yeah. Christmas kind of stuff that goes on now. It's a little bit different, but you guys have Diwali and you guys have different, uh, different times. So is, is there something equivalent to that in your guys' culture? No, I
3: mean, you know, the, okay. You know, all the festivals that, that we have is, you know, like, it's all like family festival. It's not about, you know, like giving gifts to each other. Yeah. I mean, in Diwali, we go, we give gifts, uh, not to, you know, like within the family, but, you know, like to our relatives. We go to, yeah, yeah, neighbors Mm. and stuff. You know, like we go to their houses, you know, uh, share, you know, like uh, sweets, you know, and we give them gifts. They give us gifts. So, yeah, in Diwali, you know, like, okay, the roads in Delhi are, you know, like jam-packed because everybody has, you know, like lots of gifts in their (laughs) car and they are trying to (laughs) get to somewhere and it's a mess. It's It's a festival of headlights. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, what I remember about, you know, Christmas as a growing up, I mean, the most fun was, you know, like we used to get like five days vacation as in, the, in the, you know, like as yeah. a holiday. Mm-hmm. So Christmas holidays was w- most fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what awesome. we loved about Christmas. And now that's we awesome. have started, you know, like putting up, I mean, like all the kids are because of Internet and everything. They love every festival. So we, back in India, we used to have this Christmas tree. I mean, I've shown right. you yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So now we have Christmas trees and, you know, like we put in gifts for our kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it That's was never awesome. before, but now everybody is doing that. Everybody has a Christmas tree at their house. Wow. You know, like, okay, they light it up. I mean, it doesn't matter what faith they are. You know, they just celebrate Christmas. That's awesome. I mean, people want to celebrate, you know, like, okay, they just need yeah. a reason. It's not about, it's you good. know, like religion or anything anymore. I mean, it's, they want to celebrate this symbol of Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. Spreading joy. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Very,
0: very
1: well cool. guys. We we went long. Hopefully you guys aren't too upset about that. Uh, I'd no? keep you longer if I could, but we all got days to get back to and uh businesses to grow and you know butts to kick. So <laughs> this has been great. This you guys are the first guests that we've had that have been a twofer. So that okay. was pretty awesome. exciting. Hopefully it was so, a good test run. Yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah, uh gosh, this has been great. Kyle, Eli, Just, thank you so much for joining the the Business absolutely. Line podcast today. Hopefully, someday we can bring you guys back. Maybe this time next year we'll have a little Christmas celebration. We'll there talk about go, those doing. goals you hit and all the all sixty plus of you know, like people time, you're helping. Huh? Yeah,
3: next time I'll bring Danny also. Yeah, <laughs> so don't forget about him. Danny, that's awesome. Danny well, thank you guys, you it, guys. Students. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, you guys cool. so, so much for having, so having the fun. Awesome.